Hey, Steve. Hey, Chris. Last week, we actually tried to do some crazy intro, but it turns out I get cut off too on my own microphone. What? So we got to be very careful with our intros. Um, before we get started talking about cyberpunk and um, yeah, lots of uh, weird health issues going around. Poor, poor buddy Zach will not be rejoining this week. He is evidently having some illness of his own going around, so he he had to take the week off. Um, that's fine. We wish him good health. We hope it's nothing serious. Um, and for those that listen to the audio only, don't really watch the Twitch stream, stuff like that. Um, catching up, I myself had some health issues go on. Last Friday, I found myself in the hospital twice. And the bottom line is kidney stones, yes, but more than that, diabetes, which I know I had. I just poorly managed. Um, so this week has been interesting because theoretically I should be fine, but there's weird residual possible body chemistry crap going on. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so I'm mostly feeling better now, though. So hence the podcast, hence more streams. Um but yeah, that's just to make sure everyone's all caught up. Uh, how have you been, Steve? <laughs> I've been okay. I'm somehow I missed the extent of all of this, uh, despite being around. Maybe I just I was I was too far back in all the channels to have seen any of this or what. But uh, yeah, dude, I'm sorry to hear all that. I'm, you know, in one piece, and I haven't been in the <laughs> hospital in the last week, so I'm just counting my blessings, I guess. Yeah, um, I actually meant to discuss some stuff with you because you're, you're, you're probably the healthiest guy I know. With my buddy Mike being the second healthiest, but you guys are close. You guys are close. Like actually, you might be tied for healthiest people I know. Um, so that's where it's like talking to you guys about certain things might be useful. But um, no, uh, to to get on track, we're going to be doing part two. But it's more like part two for me and part one for Steve. Uh, last week, if you recall, we discussed a bunch of cyber. Me and Zach discussed a bunch of Cyberpunk 2077. We ended up being more mechanics driven in our conversation. And it was ultimately very much, you know, here's the game's not, here's the issues with the game. But at the same time, it's not like it's a bad game, is the best way I could try and summarize it. But we were fairly critical. We didn't do much discussion, on the other hand, of the story. We started to try, but it kept winding back to being about the, the gameplay. So um, I guess for you, Steve, I would try and open up with one of the same. Because I know you're going to feel a bit differently than he and I did. Because um, he did still like the game, but, you know, as time, you know, passed, I think he... It didn't stick in his memory over much, okay. but for um, me, I just got off the game and you like, this was a game you really liked and everything and coming away from it, I felt like, and it's really tough to word, right? Like the, the phrasing in my mind is like, I don't feel like my life has been improved by playing this, but that's such a... I don't mean it with a pretentious or whatever attitude that sounds like I do. Cause it's like video games, right? Like 
how many of them really improve your life by playing them? They're entertainment, but it's like that, that, and, and even when I, it's like, I feel like the time I spent playing it could have been better spent elsewhere. Dude, video games, right? Of course it could be, but like th that's kind of the set. It's like, I came away from it feeling like it was 45 hours of empty gaming calories is the best way I can describe my experience with it. Now, explain to me why I'm wrong and why this was a great experience and I'm just flat out wrong. It's an interesting way to start things off. So, <laughs> I think that Cyberpunk, as you probably discussed plenty last week, is a very largely flawed game. I think that it's also one with a lot of interesting stories and characters within that. And by one of the things that story-driven video games do is help you to, I guess, expand yourself in a way by interacting with and seeing things from a perspective of things that you might not actually do or people you would never actually interact with. And so you maybe learn a little bit about the world, about different perspectives and expand your own thinking by doing this in a video game form. Now, obviously this is heavily curated by the developer who is injecting their own sense of morality and other things into the game, into the interactions. So what I would say made maybe made you a little bit of a richer man for having played cyberpunk is the sort of diverse interactions that you had with characters within the games and, and maybe some things that they made you think about, or just the fact that, you know, I mean, in uh, I'm trying to think of an example of a situation that plays out in the game that you know you wouldn't necessarily encounter in real life, but that has a real life, you know. You mean like working with crime lords and drug dealers? Like, like, like having <laughs> a you know a hacker friend whose stripper girlfriend gets murdered by the mob, more or less. Or something like yeah, that. <laughs> okay. The funny thing you're the funny thing about your your I, I you can tell you didn't listen to last week's uh, episode because one of my driving points was especially compared to Witcher Three. I don't like any of these characters really. Like either they're not very good people. Which I know it's cyberpunk, so that's part of the point. But either they're not very good people or they're not very interesting people. Victor is like the one character in this game. And I guess, I suppose, um, shoot, uh, Jackie. Um, because he is, you know, designed to be likable. Um, Jackie, Jackie is definitely, you know. Despite having the physique and look uh, of like a 40 to 50 year old bodybuilding man. He's got the you know, starry eyed personality of someone in their twenties looking to make it big. Um, but the, the, 
like I realized this towards actually I realized this with the end of the game, um, especially with Pan Am, right? Um, that these aren't really interesting deep characters and most of them are just not good people they're very very self self-interested um even if they seem to care about other like i'm not going to go straight out narcissistic when it comes to them um i think that word does get tossed around too often these days but they're they're very much self over others and so your little, uh, you know, description there, it's like, well, it's, it's the characters. And it's like, no, man, because this is not Witcher 3 level. The writing and the characters in this game do not approach the Witcher 3. And you'll remember, I was a bit tough on, well, I was quite tough on Witcher 3. But even Lambert, who was a jerk, I at least understood why he was a jerk a lot better than why some of the characters here are jerks. So that so, I, I just find that angle like that's your first angle of defense, and it's like, but wait, it doesn't work on me. Your well, bullets so like, they blink off my armor. <laughs> so to be fair, I, I love The Witcher Three. Um, I outside of you know the sorceresses and Gerald and a handful of like. I don't know. I found so for me. I think the I feel like aspects of The Witcher Three are flipped for me in terms of the characters. I felt more of The Witcher's strengths was in the small interactions, and I think the small interactions, with a few exceptions, the side quests and the various things, come up short in Cyberpunk more so than the the main. Sort of like the main, I would say what what it is, it's not the main quest itself, but the the secondary story quest. So sort of like the B quests versus the A quest, where I think in The Witcher it's sort of flipped, where the A and the C is the stuff that's the strongest, if that makes sense, any sense. The... The, st- the the more optional feeling things in Witcher mm-hmm. 3 are what makes it so rich. And in Cyberpunk, that stuff totally failed. Um, but it's that mm. in-between stuff. Um, and I'm trying to, like, remember everybody's names. Um, so, like, or here's... Here's Judy you know, River, actually, Pan Am, um, Pan Am or Judy. some of the major Judy, ones. I mean, Judy's Judy's whole story, I think, is probably the best for for the secondary characters in the game if you go through her whole sort of loyal whatever you want to call it, loyalty quest through start that. to finish yeah and from start to finish she's, she's definitely one of the well that's the funny thing she's definitely one of the better they put more effort into her and pan am than they did with river that's the funny thing about river like his quest was done real quick and it's like okay like maybe Cause I played a male character and he's a hetero only option, right. I believe. So maybe there's more if there's a romantic possibility, but there's no romantic possibility with Judy either. And yet there's a lot more of her character. So 
River is just this character that shows up. You do like what three missions and then you're done. Um, yeah, I still thought. I mean, so I thought that was an interesting the the deal with his nephew, right? It's his nephew. Oh, that- it's it's an interesting uh, interesting i don't know how to describe it because it's horrifying right uh but it's it, it is a cyberpunk kind of exploration like you know what can we what's what can be done in this setting with a horrifying sort of thing where a kid might be led astray and in one of the weirdest ways possible but at the same time after that what do you do with any of that, do you even help him as he decides to leave the force and become a detective? Right. Which sorry for maybe potential spoilers for a side character that factors into the main story. None. Uh, that's the thing. It's like you help out and then you go and you play a VR game with his niece and nephew and have dinner. And man, I wish his sister was a romance option. (laughs) (laughs) It's like of all the potential characters, it's like now that's the what that oh my goodness. Oh, I just thought of something terrible. What if they made Jackie's mom a romance option? Uh, that would be amazing. Um Yeah. But the 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 they don't really do anything with him. He's just okay, boom, there you go. So it was that was a bit weird. Um and that's the thing, it's like there's those three are the main ones because I think those three are the main love interests. Uh, oh wait, no. Then you also have um, what was his name? Um, he's the uh, the the homosexual male option. He was part of uh, Johnny Silverhand's band, uh, Eurodyne. Oh really? I think um, I I must must have missed some of that. Yeah. Well, again, do you, depending on if. If you swing that way, then you might stumble upon it. But if you don't, um, then you 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 might never know. Um, but yeah, that that he is also, I believe, a, a romantic. So you got like the four romantic options, and most of the other things just I don't know. Like there are several other side characters and side quests you can complete. One I did flub up. I couldn't get an actual like completion of it. And another one I optionally flubbed up because you had um, the races, right? Okay, uh, yeah. I I chose to finish the last race is the best way I'll put it. Um, so you don't get the true ending to that quest line. Um, yeah. But so it's like, sorry, think, go ahead. I was just saying, I feel like that was maybe something I, I thought, well, I'm trying to remember what you, the race is. Um. Um, what was her name? The bartender at uh Rogue's Bar. Right. She does monster truck race. Well, not monster truck. Oh, races. you know, she I don't does. think I actually did any of that. I think that's something that I completely skipped out on. It was the closest thing to an actual Yakuza mini game in this whole thing. Huh. It's probably the one reason because it's like you know what I did. Like I wasn't going to do them. I did like the first one, and I was like, you know what. The driving mechanics in this game are terrible, but that was pretty fun. It makes me think of Yakuza. Anything that makes me think of Yakuza, I will do more of. Um, so I think her name was Claire. I think Claire was her name. Um, but yeah, yeah, that was one of the few things that I ended up doing. And I just, I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think. We'll, we'll hold some of that off maybe until we can get to spoiler sections and can discuss it in more detail. Because... Yeah. yeah, that's the funny thing. Like the 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 story, the characters. Like, 
Witcher 3 had a lot more memorable moments for me, whereas this... And I feel like some of it just comes down to... I don't know if I want to call it the presentation. I think it does come down to design. And this is some of what me and Zach discussed last week. They make a big city, right? And this... like, How do you make a good open world for something like this? And I think I wanted to make sure I stressed this too. I think I stressed it last week. Like Elden Ring, when I wrote about it on my blog... I had a sort of realization that for it and Breath of the Wild, like certain open worlds, doing it zone by zone is appropriate. Like you you explore smaller chunks of the world in Elden Ring before going on to the next. And it's like areas of a map. Like it's almost like these are segmented stages. But you can also, you within that, even though there's a clear line of progression, you can skip ahead to places you can jump around you can go into areas you're not technically supposed to be at if you're low level you have a lot of freedom despite the fact that if you're playing your for the first time and you're trying to just play the game like a role-playing game it's you got this zone that you can explore thoroughly then you can move on to this zone then you can move on to this zone and i bring this up because cyberpunk by being a city that mode does not work so i wanted to cut and I did it last week and I want to cut right now. It's like, I'm not going to be making comparisons where, oh, well, Elden Ring or Breath of the Wild or any of these other open world games do it this way. So therefore, because the world itself is different and therefore it demands a different form of engagement with it. Um, and to that extent, one of the real issues that I had... Well, and I am sorry for people that listened last week and are like, okay, you're repeating yourself. Yeah. Um, but it really does come down to things like, okay, we're going to make sure you have these tarot card graffitis all over the place because it's an open world game. Uh, we're going to make sure you have all of these um, criminal uh, assaults in progress because it's an open world game. We got to make sure there's stuff littering the entire city because it's an open world game. And we're going to have all of these side quests. And then we're going to have all of these other little things. And we're going to dot your map. And we're going to make sure you're, you, like, you, you have all of this stuff. But then we don't put enough time into... like Basically, what if you made a big world, but instead of being so worried the player wouldn't actually explore it or find it worth exploring or whatever, you, may, you, you focused more on just the quests like no tarot cards no like assaults in progress like just the quest so okay i'm in watson and now i have the 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 guy i talked to my job deal or whatever you, i forget what they're called your contact in watson you do a quest line there that builds your reputation now a couple other areas you know the like these two guys hear about you and they contact you when you get into their territory. And maybe it's part of a quest, right? Maybe it's sort of dynamic. Maybe you're just driving along and all of a sudden you get boxed in by three cars. And it's like, oh gosh, what do I do now? And it turns out it's the beginning of a quest because this guy wants to meet with you or something right. like that. Like, I, I, get you. I think it's, it's, it's almost a little bit more of a traditional RPG design where, right, where you, you have areas and you progress from area to area which then unlocks more of the story 
and then that also opens up the world more so you have ways so you can go back and you know get a later side quest from an earlier area and the way that they have the fixers set up in each zone in cyberpunk would have made that make a lot of sense and as a way to present as a story presentation device and that's that's part of the because it's funny you you bring up like old-fashioned but it's like what did the witcher do it had a a a notice board you don't have a notice board in this what do you which is funny because you could probably do it on the internet right like you could use the actual network to probably find jobs or something but they don't do it that way instead they take a note out of grand theft auto but a bad note because what was one of the big issues people had with gta 4 people wouldn't stop calling you so what happens in cyberpunk people don't stop calling you and so it's it, it gives the feeling that the game is deathly afraid you'll not have enough to do and tries to do as much, do whatever they can to shove quests in your face. Perhaps you could call it the elder scroll style. Make sure you just got questions here. You just, you got quests, man, quest, 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 like all the time quests and you don't run out. And that the funny thing is that kept me from like visual fidelity wise. Night city feels like, yeah, this feels like a city. This feels like a place with its run-down neighborhoods, with its more upscale neighborhoods. Um, like, I, I see all of that, and I can feel it somewhat. But the actual presentation, the way they did, the way the game interacted with me was just giving me the impression that they like, it, yeah, this is a video game, and I'm the most protagonist-y protagonist that ever protagonisted. I don't know about the most protagonisty protagonist that ever protagonisted. I mean, you do have, you know, Keanu Reeves living in your head, like messing with your day every now and then and all that. Yeah, but people ain't, aren't calling Keanu Reeves. And this is, again, something that me, me and Zach uh, laughed about last week because, you know, you, as soon as you get done the prologue job, which is a flub, which again, light spoilers, but it's in the marketing. Um, before, right after that, right after you just flubbed and you also want to lay low, you got all these fixers calling you up. Hey man, I heard about your work. And it's like, yeah, you heard about how I screwed it up, right? Like, it, it, it doesn't make any sense the well, way you that made they it do out alive. it. But you made it, you made it, that's, that's the... You, and you still screwed it up. Like they're not going to any fixer worth their soul doesn't want to be with someone that's got that much heat on them now. Like maybe they're just like, man, this guy is like, he's also like, nobody's got balls like this guy. Like he walked right into Arasaka tower, stole something, oh shot my up gosh. the whole entire you place just... on his way out. Like, all right. So he's got a lot of heat on him, but also maybe he's the guy who's dumb enough to do this job for me. Now, it's, you're right. It, there are some points where it, it doesn't entirely make sense for, you know, law enforcement to be contacting you to help them, you know, get rid of the cyber psychos that are giving them trouble or whatever else. Like, that's a little iffy, uh, to say the least. But And usually those assaults in progress are the cops fighting people, right? 
or like, I don't know, like I saw a mixture of things and it just seemed weird that it's like, why are they just going to let me jump in and kill a bunch of people? And I never, like, I never really participated anyway. Like I well, that's the funny thing. Yeah. I I never participated because to me, it felt again like more in universe for that to not be a quest. To just every once in a while, you're driving along, bullets start flying, and you just whatever, man. It's another day in Night City, so just keep driving, right? So like, maybe that's another one. Of, of those, I mean, like, part of that since our different in engaging it, I'm like, oh, bullets start flying. I'm gonna let some more bullets fly. Let's go, like. Nobody's going to let bullets fly without me here flying some bullets. Maybe I'm just better at role play. Uh, Maybe I was just role playing a different <laughs> guy who was more in line with, you know, the guy that's a video gamey protagonist that video games, the video gaminess. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe the problem <laughs> is that Cyberpunk wanted you to be role playing a different guy than you were role playing. Even yeah. though. I, I didn't do. I mean, I guess I probably wasn't role playing totally properly because I didn't. I didn't end up with any kind of romance option. Um, <laughs> I played. I played male, and I wasn't really into Pan Am. And understandable, Judy. dude. I accidentally walked. I'm going to just say it this way: her naughty scene. I accidentally walked into. I was like, "Oh, let's hit this option." Oh, oh, they're just jumping in there, aren't they? Like I. Oh, I knew that was exactly what was going to happen. I was like, "Okay, nah, I'm not really that into Pan Am." <laughs> uh it's funny you know exactly uh, i'm trying to think of a uh but because that's the thing is i'm trying to think like is there something i can say positive other than the city is technically rendered really well because it's like i, I guess that's more in my thought it's like cyberpunk 2077 an analysis of a completely huge missed opportunity because they were too focused on making a video game and I know that's, again, a weird statement, but it's like everything about this feels like, I don't know, like maybe, so like, is it, maybe? It's almost like, the, well, so I think on the one hand, based on one of your like other comments, um, I think on, I saw on Breaking Bad, you, um, I think some of the oh. nature of the stories that, we like are different and so there might just there might be aspects of the stories told within night city that i'm just a little bit more into than you are and so that's a that's possibility gonna, that's I mean, going to give like, me a little bit of a skew one way versus versus your own skew on on how this is going to look i and so what that's going to i think part of it is filling in Filling in the gaps where it's exactly Night City is almost kind of a good metaphor for the entire game, right? Night City looks amazing. There are some really incredible. The further apps. away you are, the better it looks. And, and yeah, there's some, the more there pretty some, it is. But there are say, some yeah. places where close up it looks great. There's some great atmospheric touches. When you, you know, wake up and walk out of a hotel and there's palm trees and debris and trash and wreckage and it's like this and for a wow, minute i think i'm in miami beautiful view if it wasn't completely destroyed kind of thing if it wasn't completely miami yeah yeah so well <laughs> it wasn't completely la i guess well there's that too yeah so the I, 
So I think there's like, but where where I feel like that's a metaphor of the game is that there is there is like I totally lost my train of thought now because <laughs> uh, you interrupted me. Oh, good. So uh. <laughs> so in the, in the same way that the cracks there, you, you start seeing the cracks in the city. The more you the more you dig in the ways the game didn't want you to dig or didn't expect you to dig or just kind of hoped you didn't dig, the less it holds up. And so I think there's elements like that with the story, but I can't... Oh, I that's can't the funny thing you said. It's not necessarily the story. Like, and I think that's where the... There's, I guess, a reveal towards the end, or at least the ending that I chose, and we'll have to discuss this later in spoilers, that... I really liked because it really did kind of bring about a lot of the theme because the main story, the A story, as you would call it, of cyberpunk is how does one deal with one's own mortality, especially when faced with it? And different characters are dealing with it in their own way. The two main ones that the two main ones you're interacting with, of course, are V, the protagonist and Johnny Silverhand, where V now has a clock. Like, they have a time limit. It's like, they've gone terminal. It's like, you are going to die. It is a matter of fact. You only have X amount of time. They don't really specify, I don't think. Or somewhere someone says two weeks, I don't know. But it's like, you're going to die. And it's going to happen soon. And what are you going to do with that time? And then Johnny Silverhand, meanwhile, has died. And what is what happens when you get to see your legacy 50 years later? And there's elements of that which are explored in an interesting fashion, but the biggest issue is it gets sidetracked by these side quests. And the side quests don't necessarily... And I, maybe I shouldn't be giving it too much of a, a, a time because it's not like... Every single one of, say, Yakuza's or Judgment's side quests lean into the main themes of that game story. But, again, it's if, if we're comparing between those two even, then I feel like the main story is giving given far more importance in those games. Whereas here, it feels like we're... Well, it feels like... It feels like a Western game where you know they probably had more in mind, but they had to uh, yeah. cut, you know, cut it out. And again, with with Cyberpunk too, they're building a lot more new tech than they do in a typical Yakuza sequel. Um, right. So <laughs> maybe part of it is that you know CD Projekt Red thinks they're a big AAA studio, and really they need to realize they're not that big after all. That even though they've got all this money, these employees they need to focus their projects better, make them smaller. But regardless of that, I think the main story had a lot of uh, uh, potential, but then all of this side crap drags you away from it and you lose. And this is an open world problem. Again, it's like, this is just a simple old open world problem. And maybe this game called for a different method than how other open world games pull it off. Cause again, if we're looking at open world games, I like, Breath of the Wild and Elden Ring, their stories are a backseat 
or in the case of Breath of the yeah. Wild, happened already. This is the other thing. We like the complete opposite version of types of open world games. I like I like checklist open world games. I like there's a big open space. You can visit all of these places and do these things. And you have a little checklist of all the things you have to do and little markers where you can find more things to add to your checklist. And so you can go to the places and make all the little check marks and do all the things. And then you're like done with it, kind of. Not like the, I'm just going to wander around in this vast open world and hope that something happens at some point because. I'll have discovered it because there wasn't a marker on my map or a check mark for me to cross off. I'll have just discovered something and done something. Now, I would partially disagree with you because hold on, hold on. Because I mean, you're right when it comes to the difference between those games. But as I said, Cyberpunk is a different kind of world. So if I were to go back to the the design drawing board of Cyberpunk, as I said. I think I would still create something that would fill what you would like just differently. Maybe not too far off from the infamous method, right? Where infamous is also you go zone to zone to zone. Now you'd be able to explore anywhere in night city, but again, it's like the way the world interacts because that's my thing is about engagement with the world through the game systems, not through icons on a map. Go like so, maybe have an icon that's like this is where the fixer is in Watson, and you have to go to the fixer. But through the fixer, he gives you the jobs, and that gives you more icons on the map to go to. And eventually, you get to unlock more and more jobs because you get better and better, and people get to see, oh, he's not such a screw up after all. You know, make it like make the interaction with the world natural and where these kinds of, I mean, it allows you to focus more on these quests being something right. You get to make these quests, make these jobs and make these fixers characters that people care about rather than just a bunch of names. And honestly, probably have the number of fixers in the game. Like that's part of it. Like what is the big, like part of the big problem with this game is that it's too much. Yeah. No, I and so, Cutting some of that down, but then again, it's like making it so I'm actually interacting with the game world, not interacting with the user interface. Um, and maybe that still is different between you and I's interpretation of an open world game because I'm not the kind of person that just turns on a game and is and is like, okay, how do I kill my evening? And I don't know, that's probably too reductionist of how you do it, but you're a dad. So... I think you, that's, you, actually you the, that's actually the Destiny complete for a long that's, time. That's actually the complete for a long time, That's actually the complete opposite of how I approach games. I don't approach things as like how do I kill my evening. I approach things <laughs> as, as like how do well, I, how do I like, unwind? Ruthlessly, how about that? Not even that though, because a lot of it is how do I ruthlessly, efficiently, like conquer this thing, like. Even with Destiny, I was it was never about empty like things. It was always about accomplishing a goal where I haven't been as much into Destiny. But it, and what's funny about Cyberpunk is Cyberpunk is one of the, the few games where you talk about interacting with the world and not the the systems or the UI. But it's actually one of the few games where I would not use 
fast travel or other things or or as much as I would need to because I actually just enjoyed driving through the city. I enjoyed driving from point A to point B and I enjoyed that things would randomly happen to distract me on the way. Like, oh, there's a crime in progress. Cool. I'm going to go like shoot some gangsters. Oh, shoot. I shot the wrong guys. Okay, I guess I'm going to kill everybody now. That's fine. Whatever. Welcome to Night City. And now I'm going to head, continue heading to whatever objective I was heading to. But like, I don't know. I I do think the game did an all right job of revealing certain quests and things to you as you just move through the city. Or things that like, like the Delamain cab side quest, where I would just realize, oh, shoot, I'm really close to one of those. Or Delamain would like, you know, hit me and like, hey, you're really close to one of these cabs. Like, oh, yeah, I haven't I haven't dealt with one of these rogue taxi cabs in a while. Let me deal with that. And I actually felt like for the most part, the game did do those things where it felt. It felt a little bit more. What's the word? Spontaneous things about it. It did feel like a good balance to me between the sort of checklist that I needed to give me structure in the game and give me goals as I sit down to play and the spontaneous emergent things that that ha- can happen and make open world games fun. More fun, uh, fun in a way that other games aren't. There are definitely ways to improve it, like you said. Well, that's the thing, because again, it's like you, you call it spontaneous, but the spontaneity goes away when... You drive by it, and then, you know, 10 game days later, that assault in progress is still going. Like, Zach pointed this out last week when we were talking about it. It's like, you'll 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 drive by it, and then 10 in-game days later, still assault in progress going on, See, that, same shootout. And that, that, that never breaks happened. the idea of spontaneity. Well, well that, that never, never happened, happened to me you. because I killed everybody. Because you, you well, played a like, good I mean, game as Simon Says, I guess. In, in like in Breath of the Wild, like you know, it was the same deal. Like you, you drive, you run by something, or like, ha, huh, that's something interesting over there. And you come back ten days later. Oh, the interesting thing is still here. There's a little bit more ludo narrative dissonance when it's a gang shootout and enemies. Respond. Unless it's just a yeah. really bad neighborhood. Um, you know, the same gang shootout has been going on for ten days uh, versus you know whatever. Whatever, like, yeah, <laughs> lizard man stuff is going on in Breath of the Wild or something, but they still they stay dead until they don't, and then everything in the world responds. Yeah, no, you gotta love it when you're in the middle of something and you get that like Zelda voice about whatever. Oh yeah, everything coming back. The, the um, I'm trying to think about how how soon we want to get into spoilers here because. I think I think we should probably is, just get into spoilers so that we can just discuss more because I really. discussed a lot of the the mechanics last week and yeah, I think and I'm not I'm not so big on the on the mechanics like it was all right then let's let's jump into storytelling then uh, I'm going to hit the spoiler warning tag we're going hey 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 there we go flash that up there spoilers um, we're going to be starting and I guess we're going to start with. Um, yeah, let's start with where I think I tried to start last time with Zach before it became all mechanics-driven. Um, so where we start with is, again, Jackie Wells uh, and Keanu Reeves. 
these things, and I, these aren't spoilers because they're all in the marketing, but that's part of the problem, I feel like. I feel like this game should have kept the death of Jackie and the just everything about Keanu Reeves should have been a secret. I understand why they did it. I understand like that wasn't going to help sell the game more. It was already the most hyped game like of so ever. So here's the thing. I apparently kept myself insulated enough from the marketing. And also you're, you played it, you know, however many, like a year after I played it or something, the, so I did not know Jackie was going to die. I did not know what exactly Keanu Reeves's role was going to be in the game uh, as Johnny Silverhand that he was going to be like in your head the entire time. So this all I didn't go on media blackout, so that's probably part of it. You, I can imagine you went on media blackout because you're like, I'm going to buy this game. Yeah, or I didn't you were just super media blackout. Like I know I watched some things, but I apparently blacked out enough that I missed out on those key spoilers in the start of the game. Yeah, I forget when they revealed them, but that's the thing I remember we're going to take you to the prologue mission. And it's like at the end of the prologue mission, this like they told you the entire prologue basically. Right. And that's kind of dumb because that does ruin the surprise of that first few hour block of the game. Cause I played it. Yeah. I replayed. So I have, you know, I played it. I did one full playthrough, and then I did replay the sort of the whole prologue up through Jackie's funeral the second time a second time i haven't i never got any any further than that but the okay um it's like uh, sorry it's like i was trying to fill a silence when you got quiet (laughs) but no the 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 it is one of those things where i guess this is the most awkward moment we've had on the podcast in a long time. I think yeah. not the, the, like, I think those things would have made a bigger deal if you never would have. Cause the thing is, again, I understand with marketing purposes because for normies you get, Oh wow, it's Keanu Reeves. And then for, you know, actual tabletop role players that played the setting, they're like, Oh man, it's Johnny Silverhand and he's played by Keanu Reeves. So you get that element going, but, I do think it would have been a bigger surprise and it would have been more meaningful, right? Because that whole twist, like, I don't know, is is a bad, bad marketing decision. Well, maybe we should move yeah. on to another point. Yeah, um, I think, I mean, that was, I think that was, yeah, exactly. That was a good part of the story and a bad marketing decision. The sort of the... The, the shift the shift in the surprise as you are now suddenly playing figuring out that you're playing an event that happened in the past as somebody who's dead and like what is going on and then the and then waking up to takamura 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 like, sounds right yeah yes like saving your life when you were like yeah, like that whole, that's, that's like a really, 
great portion of the game. I think I had maybe I had this discussion with you, or maybe I had this discussion with someone else. I want a anthology style cyberpunk game that's just basically filled with stories like that. That like sort of like Sin City, right? Like, and they all loosely interconnect at the end. That like, sounds like a great premise for DLC, actually. Like, here's our first season. Uh, like, our first uh, DLC is this, like, five-hour episode. Right. Maybe not five. I mean, because the main game is probably only, like, five to ten hours if you play it straight through. Um, so, like, I don't know, three to f- six-hour DLC. That's this standalone episode. And then the next DLC is that kind of a thing. Yeah, I could see that working. Yeah, like that would actually to me that would be really cool. So, so I think overall, from from my perspective, having now played that section twice, I think that's what really hooked me on the game was the the portion of and again even through Jackie's funeral where you're like going through all of his stuff and like unearthing all of these memories and that sort of thing where it felt, it was felt surprisingly emotional after this sort of, you know, the intro where it's just this, you know, I don't know, hedonistic bloodbath of the first couple hours of the game. And then you're like, Oh man, like this Jackie, like, you know, really loved his girlfriend and he really loved his mom. And he was, he was you know, scared how, sometimes, you know, he, he asked her to do readings or something like that. Right. And all, all this stuff. And you're like, and it, it, it was, I think that was one of the best portions of the game because it, it sort of, it humanized Jackie and, and this idea of the, you know, this big bruiser gangster bounty hunter type that. Right. He had all of he had this deep personal internal life that it's now gone, you know, because because and he died. Because it, also, you it gives it. you the chance. It gives you a realistic chance to see that you didn't see the whole of who Jackie was. You got like other people got to see other sides of him. I mean, that's that's probably the closest thing in this game to me to the drinking scene with the Witcher guys in Witcher 3. Right. And what I mean by that especially is because there's other like side quests and other moments in Witcher 3 that honestly are better to me when it comes to meaning and heartfeltness um, and thematically would therefore be closer to the Jackie's funeral. But the Witchers getting drunk together descends down like it spirals in such a way that feels natural the 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 things they talk about the way they interact with each other uh how one idea begets another that leads to sickness at least to this that leads to a bad idea and what you can do at that point and it's something that when CD project is firing on all cylinders, they're able to deliver something that even though it's a video game still feels like it's done naturally. Like the neither, neither scene is executed in a way that feels as natural as say if a film did it. Right. Um, but or if they just still... left it to a cut scene, but dis- 
despite that, and that's an area where it's like, despite the obvious fact that this is a video game and here are the limitations and how the characters move, how they interact, how everything's programmed. You have the writing is strong enough and the atmosphere is strong enough. They're able to deliver that scene anyway. That's, that's one of those instances. Jackie's funeral is one of those instances where it's CD project doing a really good job. Um, where their writing really shines through. Yeah. And admittedly, after that, I never had to interact with Jackie's mom again. And that was kind of, that felt off again. Like when, when everyone else is calling you that has no idea who you are, but then you don't get much in the way from Jackie's mom. And maybe that's up to you. Maybe you could go and give messages because you can send texts, I think, to people or try and call people. So maybe the onus should have been on me to call Jackie's mom once in a while. Um, maybe there's dialogue with that in mind. But it's one of those things where the nature of the game, it's like you're easily and immediately distracted from that. Well, you know, you've got a um, you know rock star terrorist living inside your brain. So things get complicated pretty fast. So yeah. and the other part, so the other part of the game, and it sort of ends up bookending it, that does give some of that same feeling is reuniting. Oh shoot, what's the band? The the band Samurai. What is it? They're just samurai. They're just samurai. samurai. Samurai, yeah. Like reuniting samurai at the end of the game, near towards the end of the game for one last show. And some of the stuff with Alt Cunningham as well, I think gives you some of that more thoughtful, more contemplativeness that actually works. So, like, I would say if, if I were picking out three sort of standout game sequences, I would say, right, Jackie's funeral to sort of give you the depth of CD project red and the things that ended up hooking me and keeping me hooked on this game. Jackie's funeral, um, pretty much Judy's whole storyline. There's a lot of pathos in, in that whole thing and just a lot of brokenness of somebody who's basically just kind of, you know, trying to, love and be loved and they just love the wrong people especially i guess if you romance judy uh then it just Um, continues down that the funny thing is is having read the laptop of maiko was it maiko who was running clouds at that point after having read her laptop i'm wondering if judy herself is the wrong person to 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 love uh because I don't know. Like it's it, it, that was interesting. Where you you get a new side of Judy when you're reading the emails that they had during their little relationship, and yeah. it's, it's yeah. You, you see that Judy herself isn't exactly emotionally well balanced, but it's. I mean, again, that's part of the thing too, where it's like, yeah, but it's Night City. It's 2077. I mean, if it is exact, if. Night, if, if cyberpunk is an exaggeration of the future, and well, it should be an exaggeration, it's more like an exaggeration of modern day. That's the problem now, but that's the thing. Like, you look at it as an exaggeration of modern day, these characters feel like the inevitability of where we're going in terms of just 
how people view and interact with one another. Maybe that's my cynical side showing. Maybe that's my pessimism, but I think that, I think that's right because that is how that's part of what makes the, at least for me, that's part of what makes the game work is that in all of their many flaws, none of these people feel too many steps removed from the world we live in right now. And I guess and maybe again, this is one of the areas where we could go a little off. Cause it's like in, in a lot of cases, I feel like there is a loss of sincerity and idealization and granted in cyberpunk, you know, it's a cyberpunk. I've read snow crash. It doesn't have the happiest of endings. Uh, but at the same time, and I've also seen blade runner, you know, at the same time, it's like right now, if I'm going to be spending 45 hours in something, how do I want to feel? And that's where, again, like you, you, you refer to when I discussed breaking bad in my discord and watching a video on it, it's like, I could tell the show is not the same as other shows. Like a lot of, Television shows in the West today are gussied up high production value soap operas. The drama, the backstabbing, the cheating, the other, everything like this going on between characters, it's all soap opera drama. Or it's like 90210. Or it's like, that's the thing. It's like all these things where it's like the, the drama is lame. There's, even if they're set in genre fiction, nobody's heroic. Nobody is doing anything. Uh, like no, nobody's larger than life. Everyone is life and life kind of stinks. It's like, why would I watch these shows? Cause it's basically going back to all the people I didn't get along with in high school. Um, <laughs> which maybe, maybe goes to show you how many normies that were absolute normies in high school. Watch this stuff. Oh, dang. Um, but the thing is you, you, there, like I right now, I feel like there's like an overload of that in media. And again, like Breaking Bad again is different. I can tell, but at the same time, it's like this is going to be characters doing awful things. It's going to be a spiral down the drain, and there's so much in life right now that it's like, don't I need something a bit more, more than that? And to try and use this as a segue. That's where the ending to, to skip ahead to the endings. I chose the one where you go with Arasaka, yeah. uh, where you go with, uh, did I screw up the names? Wait, um, daughter Arasaka. Yeah. Yeah. Hanako. Is it Hanako? Hanako. Okay. Hanako. So I think it is Maiko and Hanako. Um, so yeah, Hanako Arasaka. I went with her. And I don't know how the other endings are, but with that one, you get to sit down with um, Yorinobu, I believe his name was. Yorinobu yeah. is the younger one, right? Yeah, Yorinobu and Yen Hanako, yeah. So, got to sit down with Yorinobu and his motivation became clear. He... he Unlike Johnny Silverhand, like Johnny Silverhand was a big mouth, a big attitude, but what did his actions really do? What did it lead to? It did nothing. It did like it was barely a dent in Arasaka's history. 
people don't even talk about it anymore. He's a Night City legend, but he's already been forgotten. Versus what Yorinobu wanted to do, which is slowly dismantle the corruption inside of Arasaka Corporation and finally take it down because of who his father was. And the that ending really truly reveals who Daddy Arasaka was, which is a, I don't want to say tyrannical man, even though he technically is, but he's definitely, technology has given him the desire to live forever. And what does that, what does that mean? It means sacrificing even his own son to mm. occupy his son's body, like, and live forever that way. Like, it's, and there, the fact that Johnny Silverhand exists in the first place makes it clear, like, you know, this is what Yorinobu's uh, doing this technology for the whole game. He wants to be immortal. He wants to do something like this. But that the method he does it is like, man, Yorinobu was the good guy all along. Um, and maybe there was a better choice in the end, right? My feeling is, my gut feeling is this game doesn't allow you to do anything that allows Yuri Nobu to, to succeed. Um, because your character is so bent on revenge. Because your character is a very limited scope. And therefore, what, and again, it's like, this is actually where I do, I, I like that Yuri Nobu is a tragic character as a result. He's in a broken world and a broken family and a broken system and he's doing his best to actually do something that will succeed and last. And even the people that hate his father are against him. And mm. that, that stuff is where, but that's the thing, like it's almost like the last of us, right? The end of the game is what gives the full story. It's real substance. Everything else. I understand why so many people like it, but Johnny Silverhand most of the time was a dick. And after I completed that story where I perform, I let him take control of my body and perform on stage with a band and everything. And it was great. Then I did side quests where he was a dick again. And that's where I realized they didn't record enough dialogue or do enough things. They didn't do anything where his personality would change based on your relationship with him. Mm. And again, it's like, these are moments where I'm pulled out of the game and reminded, Oh, I'm playing a video game. And I'm playing one where they did all these things. They cut all these corners. They did all this stuff. And so, I don't know. Like, maybe you could speak to a different ending, how it comes off. But for me, the ending I chose was a downer of an ending. But at the same time, it also feels like at the very end, I'm given, V is given a chance to make a choice of their own for once. And that choice turns out to be to die. But given everything going on around him, it's like, is that really such a bad thing? I am done monologuing now. <laughs> yeah. So I'm trying to think. I, I was trying to think about the ending that I got. Um, the. I think I pretty much just went yeah. with like a burn it all to the ground option. As Johnny and Rogue or as just V? Johnny and Rogue. So you let Johnny take over. Okay. I think that's what I'm trying to like. It's the endings are evidently very different. Like the final mission changes because like, um, 
Hanako brings your uh, brings in in my ending. Hanako, firstly, you got to go save Hanako from the compound she's in. Then you go. She takes you to Arasaka Tower. You meet with Hologram Daddy Arasaka. You go to the board meeting. You talk at the board meeting, and then that's when Yorinobu tries to do the coup. Um, well, so, not really a coup, but he tries to you know global Arasaka like beginning of the takedown, beginning of changing things. Okay, so um, and this the, is the one I the ending I got. Sorry, I have pulled up the endings here. The one I got was the path <laughs> of glory ending. So it's where you, I guess, I, I you bring Rogue on the final mission, and yeah, now the the ending of this game is I really don't remember it very well, which is funny. All I remember is at the end. I'm flying out into space to do a heist is like my ending. And I'm like, what is happening in the game? <laughs> really? Yeah. Good gravy. Um, um, I think Rogue, there are several- Rogue will die in the final mission while you, uh, she, she gets killed by Adam Smasher. Yeah, because uh, I talked to a buddy of mine. If you go as Johnny and Rogue, or if you go with someone like Pan Am with you, then Pan Am doesn't die, but one of the other nomads dies, right? Right. So there's always somebody that there there's somebody that dies, you know, sacrifices cinematic, honorable, blah blah. blah. Now you can sit there for like five minutes, and you and Johnny decide to just go yourselves, or you can shoot yourself. You know, I forgot there is that ending. Um, so there, there are options. Um, yeah, but and well, it's just, the, that's, so that's, that's, I think uh, I've, I've watched a couple of the ending cutscenes, and I do feel like it's one of those weak, it's one of those things that's like impossible to do well in a game like this is end it well. I mean, mine was fine. Like mine, like. <laughs> That's the funny thing. Mine was probably considered like the bad ending, considering all all things considered. But I thematically, you know, all that stuff, it was long, but I thought it was suitable. And again, it's thematic. It's like, what do you do with life and how do you face your mortality? And these are rich people trying to keep hold of their life they're trying to become immortal and stay within this you know realm of existence and v you know you you can choose you can go with them and that's kind of crappy or you can go and be free and then later hanako will give you a message during the credits and be like v you know you have six months left and uh we're very impressed with your talent so if you would like some work and a lot of good pay you know consider what you could do with the rest of your life and it's like man that's that's tone deaf but it feels again appropriate but i don't know i feel like then i might have gotten the best ending for the game because of that cynicism but yeah it i don't is, know yeah as i said like v's left with his only ch- the first time he's left with a choice of his own right no johnny there no one telling him um what like he, he's i also played the corpo so okay. it seemed a bit 
it seemed a bit appropriate to finally break free from all ties and all corporation stuff that way and just go free. But, um, yeah, it's in, in the corpo origin. It's like, yeah, you're, you're effectively enslaved to the corporation. Um, then you get out of life. And the, the funny thing is the origin of the corpo was very lame at first. And I, I discussed with Zach why last week, but I liked a lot of the choices you got as the corpo. Cause it felt like these are the kind of choices I want to be able to make in a video game. And I usually don't have available. So, which, uh, you said you started the game twice. What were the origins you chose? Cause well, I, I saw the, the nomad, nomad was the first one I did. And I liked the nomad intro. Cause the second one I did was like the street, punk or whatever like the street kid uh intro and that was actually like less interesting and a lot shorter than the nomad intro the nomad looks like the longest one but it does feel like the street kid is the quote unquote canonical because it's where the 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 history of your friendship with jackie just seems like it makes the most sense right where when in the nomad intro you like you're both i think what you're you and jackie are both trying to steal the same car with the same like rare lizard in the trunk and then you end yeah, up you, working you together have, uh, out of necessity to break into the city and there's a you know there's a fight where you're shooting out of the car and stuff like that yeah and and it all kind of goes sideways and then you and jackie end up being best buds and yep then i did the i did like the street kid intro and it was kind of like it was like okay we're gonna steal this car oh no you got caught by the cops like that's it that's your intro. <laughs> corpo corpo is a bit different it's interesting in terms of world building because it allows you to be inside of a corporation um you, you get to see the inside of arasaka you get brought in by your boss your boss wants you to you know take care of someone that's a rival you have the data but then as soon as you you know meet with jackie at a club you're you have to give the data up and you're effectively fired and i think you're about to be killed but jackie manages to help you out and that's the end that's it and that's where, again, like the, the, the montage plays where it's you and Jackie just living it up in Night City. And that's where I went on Discord and I had my whole, I feel like I just got railroaded by the DM when I wanted to play a different ki- uh, character than they wanted me to. Yeah, um, yeah that, that's, and that's, that is something where, you know, kind of from the ending to the beginning. With the Nomad intro felt good it felt appropriate to the character type it gives you like a an extra car as a starting option for your cars uh when you unlock the ability to drive cars and it it felt right and it sounds like the other ones didn't give you the same level of immersion well, it sounds like the Nomad, maybe the Nomad was the first one they finished and the other ones they just couldn't fill out or something because the Nomad actually has a shooting section, as you outlined. Like, it's a mission, and the Corpo is not a mission. You walk around a lot. 
And even then, yeah. it's only like one environment. And, and the I think you drive somewhere. You like hack something, and that's it. There's nothing. Yeah. So it's it's weird in that. And yeah, you'd think you'd have to hack something in the corpo one. I don't know. Maybe you did. Maybe maybe I yeah. did. I just didn't really do anything with it. Like I don't, I don't know. Well, it kind of, it kind of but, just loops you back to this idea that CD Projekt Red they have some they have some great stories they want to tell and they still tell great stories within the game there are there i think there are great stories inside of cyberpunk there are great portions of different parts of the story that maybe when you put them all together are not so great but there are great parts in there they need to scale back. And I really hope the next thing they build is more like Witcher 2 than it is like Cyberpunk in terms of the scale and how they choose to tell that story. I highly doubt it. Because I doubt it will because given, no way you can't go backwards. You have to go bigger and better. Well, and are they doing you something? can go backwards. Look at Resident Evil 6 to Resident Evil 7. And Resident Evil 7 is um, far better received. But in the case of Witcher 4, what they here's what they learned. They learned instead of building their own engine, they're just going to use Unreal Engine. Oh, that'll fix and, everything. Yeah. As before, right? Um, now, granted, depending on how many people they're hiring or are going to be working there, yeah, that'll be easier because you've... So many people in the industry have experience with Unreal Engine. It's just an easier tool set for a lot of folks. Um, but in the end, I think I my feeling is more because their background, like again, if you look into the history of uh, CD Project, it started as this guy just loved a bunch of um, Western. PC role-playing games that you had you couldn't really get in Poland at the time. Founded his company once uh, it became a it went from communism to capitalism. He founded his company to try and localize these games. Actually, was it still communist when he was doing this? I don't even remember. Um, but it when uh, he he was localizing games like Baldur's Gate, and they were trying to make their own thing. But it's they have a very clear inspiration of Western role-playing game, video game, and D&D kind of stuff. So the problem is by Witcher 3 and now by Cyberpunk, they're inspired by trying to do what some of the other AAA games are doing rather than just focus on how do we make a modern AAA role-playing game. And that's where, again, like I'm... I think about that idea of, you know, start that street cred level, like have it. So you only have the one guy and you like their story quest. Like, don't think about how are we going to fill this world with activities? Think about how are we going to fill it with stories and make those stories just worth it. But I feel like maybe there's a concern because like, I look at how people described the halo infinite open world and they say it's empty they're not completely wrong. There's a lot of nothing going on in the Halo Infinite open world. 
Is that necessarily a problem? And if you're going to spend all of this time crafting a huge open world, I can see people viewing it that way. Night City, I'm going to be honest, I didn't see every nook and cranny and alleyway. And I'm fine with that. Because the very existence of the, the fact that I could go into that nook or alleyway is enough. I do think it's too huge. I do think having the Badlands and everything made it too big. They didn't need all that much. Um, especially because every time you had to drive out to the Badlands, it was just a long drive. Um, yeah. But you, you, you have these elements of... You have this great open world, but you don't, it doesn't feel like I'm playing an RPG, if that makes sense. It doesn't feel like I'm playing a role-playing game, unless I'm in some of the dialogue. I will, I will say, one of my favorite moments, and it was towards the end of the game when I had a bunch of my stats up, I was able to go into a diner, someone tried to rob it, and I talked him down. And in fact... That early quest where you got to do, I think you do, you're, you're grabbed by the Militech woman and then you have to go and you have to talk with the animals. No, not animals. What's the team? What's the group? The, uh, the guys that have all the, the, the gear in their face. Oh, the, oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Those guys. I was able to talk through that except for the leaving. Then Militech, Militech attacked and you had to get into fights. But like I was able to talk through that. And those are the moments where it's like, okay, I can't play pen and paper role-playing games with my friends. This game has given me the closest experience and this is great. Or, oh, I didn't get to talk about it last time. Yeah, the I talked about it with my brother and my buddy where, again, the like that Judy quest with Maiko where she changes the, the the deal where you walk in and she's trying to take over for the one tiger call. For the most part, I loved that moment because I was like, okay, crap, I got to role play and I got to think right now. What does my character want to do? Uh, what do I, like, yeah, it's like not just what I want to do. It's like, what is, what is my character going to do? The Corpo. He's going to go along with it. And then afterward, he's going to chew her out and get double the money. Well, Judy's pissed if you do anything but kill everybody. Yay! Yeah. Including Maiko herself. Yay! Um, of course, a buddy, my buddy tells me then, it's like, oh, even if you killed everybody, it wouldn't make a difference. It was like, it, everyone would be killed by Tiger Claws or something like that. So I was like, okay. So no matter what, there's no such thing as a good choice, except at least everyone's still alive in my choice, which I, I did save scumming there. I was like, okay, I can't complete Judas uh, quest yeah. line. I want to get that achievement. I want to unlock that achievement, uh, for completing that quest line. So I reloaded and, uh, I tried all variants. I tried killing everybody. I was like, Nope, don't like this bro reloaded and just did the same thing. But instead of asking for double the money, let them keep the money. And that's enough to keep Judy in your good graces. Um, because that's the thing to me, it's like, that's an example of Judy being unreasonable because you are now in a situation where it's like, okay, so this place is either about to become a bloodbath or I do my best to salvage the situation as cleanly as possible. The game's got moments where you can do that stuff in some of the quests, but most of the time I just shot everything. Yeah. Most of the time it was lame. Yeah. No, it is. It is definitely. It's. In the end, it is a mixed bag. It's 
it's a mix of these moments where it does feel like role playing. It does, you know, allow you to to be a character and have a play style. And half the time I botched it and was like, I'm going to get through this without killing everyone. And then, you know, it's like two minutes later and I'm wiping all the blood off my, you know, arm attachments. That Giblets I used all to over the place. Slaughter everybody. Uh, but yeah, it's my only hope is that again, CD Projekt Red can learn a little bit from this mistake from the bad press, from all this other stuff, even though the game probably still made a gazillion dollars. And we get something that outside of just changing the engine, we get something that's more in scope from a story perspective of what the team can do. Because obviously it's not the same people at your company that are building the story as are building the engine. So, you know, unless you fire all the engine people and hire more story people, I don't know. But yeah. either way. <laughs> all right. I think uh, maybe that because, yeah, I mean, I know you were warmer than I was. I think part of it for me is like this is a game that took six or more years of development time and this is all they have to show for it. And again, it's like it's not that like, the effort is there. There's a lot of stuff in here that is top-notch, but it's like, at the same time, when I walk away from playing this game, I had better feelings after playing Ghost of Tsushima than I did after playing this. And Ghost of Tsushima, to me, is like, that's probably as good as a typical AAA brand, like, open-world game's gonna get. Hmm. Um, so, like, I, I guess coming from me, it's like, that says something. Because it's not even about the bugs and the glitches. It's not a which there there still were plenty, but not not as bad as at launch. Um, it I don't know. So I just played this, and it's like I feel like I played. I guess the best. It's like I played this game, and it's my the same feeling I get about like why I don't bother seeing Marvel movies anymore. It's like, they, why would I do this when it's not even like, I don't know. I'm. It's like, it's like, yeah, it's fine, but why settle for fine? But now that I've, now that I put it in such a terrible way, um, because again, I know like for, for you, for you, a lot of it was. A lot of things again, like the characters, the writing. Because if I like again, if we're now to compare to a Ubisoft open world, right? The characters aren't this good. I know yeah. that for like for sure. Um, the quests in Ghost of Tsushima, some of them are good, but I, yeah, if I were to compare the character quests, a lot of the character quests here are more interesting. Uh, like I, said, I, I flubbed the um the 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 married political couple as well, right? Oh yeah, um, I save scummed that one because I, I did eventually get it right, but that's one you can. Buy. I should have save scummed it. Scummed it, yeah. Um, my favorite is being told the wife blocked me on uh, the phone yeah. calls, but that's the thing. Like that quest line was interesting. Um, 
and look like I'll probably have a better chance of remembering that because it's, it's like The Witcher Three. Like The Witcher Three, there's a lot of it I don't remember clearly, but there's a lot of it that's like okay, yeah, this game stood out with this moment, this moment, this moment. Cyberpunk's probably going to be the same. Whereas when I look back at uh, Ghost of Tsushima and I remember a lot of the combat and the mechanics. When I think of the character stories, it's like there was that monk guy. Yeah, the monk and, oh guy. yeah, there was there was there was the 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 old man archer, but it's like I remember it if I think about it, but I don't really care. Um, so that's that's something where again, CD Projekt definitely has some of their strengths here. Maybe they needed this failure too though again it's like maybe mm-hmm. every once in a while because after witcher 3 they were like everyone was singing their praises treating them like they were the best ever they needed to figure like learn that not everything they touch turns to gold um yeah for sure any 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 last thoughts because those are my last thoughts but i opened up i think i already i think i kind of hit my last thoughts and then kind of hit him again so yeah, I, I think no, I think that about sums it up. I think we are in agreement in the end on a lot of this. It's just it's a matter of our own what separates, say, this game being an eight point five for me and maybe being like a six point five for you is those aspects of personal taste that Cyberpunk it feels harder to harder for more for whatever however you say it more to me and less to you in a lot of in aspects of the the genre and execution yeah so all right with that uh everybody listening uh thanks for tuning in thanks for listening in and um i also will admit I've, i'm looking at this overlay and i'm really realizing i really need to redo it i really need a better overlay for the uh the the podcast so Hopefully, for those that watch via stream, you'll be able to get something. It'll take some time with some of the thoughts that I have, but hopefully going to have um, something better here in time. But until then, um, that should be our last Cyberpunk podcast, uh, our last discussion on the game. And next week, uh, we'll see. yeah, I, I don't know what we're going to discuss next week, but it'll hopefully be something good. Um, until then, thanks everyone for tuning in. I hope you all have a good night. Good night.